Hi, everyone, and welcome to the ESPN NBA Finals media conference call. Uh, thank you to members of the press for joining today. Uh, there will be a transcript and a replay of today's call available on ESPNPressroom.com uh, following the, uh, the event today. Uh, this is the 17th consecutive season that ESPN has produced the NBA Finals on ABC. As you know, Game 1 uh, is Thursday, this Thursday, May 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, available across ESPN and ABC platforms, including uh, the ESPN app, ESPN radio, uh, and ESPN Deportes as well. Uh, we issued a press release over the weekend outlining our coverage plans for this event, uh, and that information is available on ESPN Press Room as well. So calling uh, the Golden State Warriors versus Toronto Raptors series uh, is Mike Breen. Uh, he'll be joined by our game analysts who are on the line today, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Thank you both for taking the time. And the trio will join Doris Burke uh, as the reporter uh, for these telecasts. Uh, each member of this team uh, has set records, has set broadcasting records pertaining to this event. Uh, this is Jeff's 13th NBA Finals, which is the most for uh, a game analyst on television. Uh, and this is Mark Jackson's 11th, which is uh, he only trails Jeff in terms of the number of NBA Finals he's called on television, and 11 is also the most for uh, an African-American game analyst, not just on the NBA Finals, but across uh, every major professional sports championship event. Uh, so congratulations to them both. Uh, Breen, this is his 14th NBA Finals, which is the most for a play-by-play -play man, and Doris uh, at 11 is the most for a woman in an NBA Finals broadcasting role. So congratulations again uh, to the entire team. Uh, Tim Corrigan, uh, our producer, and Jimmy Moore, our director, uh, will be working together on the NBA Finals uh, for the 12th consecutive time, which is also a record in terms of uh, behind-the-scenes production personnel. So with that, uh, let's get right into questions uh, for Jeff and for Mark. We're going to start with Neil Best with Newsday, followed by Joe Reedy with the Associated Press. For both guys, does, does the prospect of, of a Durant missing the entire series make this more intriguing to you because of the possibility it evens the playing field a little bit or, or less intriguing just because you want everybody to be at full strength? Well, this is Mark, uh, and um, if I'm Toronto, I want—I don't want everybody to be at full strength. I want to win a championship, uh, right. and that's just being a competitor. And you want Katie to—you know—you want him to be healthy and whole. But I wouldn't mind him missing as many games as possible because the goal is to win a championship, and nobody will remember who played and who didn't play the same way. The Warriors championships, uh, whoever you know, Cavaliers championships. So, uh, as a fan. Uh, I just want great games, and I think we have enough intrigue with the, the guys that will be in uniform that, and, and the coaching matchup that will make it exciting and uh, very entertaining. Yeah, and this is Jeff. Uh, I think that, um, as Mark said, there's enough uh, 
great players and two great teams. Uh, I, I think Toronto has a great chance to win it with or without Durant and Cousins and Iguodala. So I think they're a very formidable opponent no matter who plays for them. But obviously Golden State uh, is a terrific team, terrific champion, and uh, is gonna, it's going to be a very competitive series. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Let's go to Joe Reedy with the Associated Press, followed by Kevin Draper with the New York Times. Joe. Joe, are you there? Okay, let's go back to Joe. Uh, Let's go to Kevin Draper with the New York Times, followed by Justin Terranova with the New York Post. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, I was just wondering, we've seen a little bit of a ratings dip and the regular season and the the postseason. I guess I'm wondering... uh, if we're kind of getting to a point where, where LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors are sort of holding up a lot of NBA fandom and with LeBron approaching the end of his career and the Warriors dynasty possibly ending soon with a couple free agents that I don't know you think uh, we might be transitioning into a, a kind of new NBA era and one that might be a little less popular than it is now. Well, this is Jeff. I, I truly don't know what the ratings are. So I... I can't really speak to it. All I know is it seems like there's a good amount of interest. There's a lot of great players, and uh, teams are playing good basketball, and uh, series have been competitive. So I'm not sure about the ratings. Mark may uh, know more about that than I. Way to put pressure on me. <laughs> we got we got something in common. I don't know about the ratings neither. But what I will say, I'll echo what the coach just finished talking about. Uh, you look at the talent in this league. You look at the, the interest, not just during the course of the year, but uh, when the season's over, when we crown a champion, the next thing will be, you know, the draft, the free agency, the summer league. So I think the game is in a in an ideal place right now where we have a say in the news year round, and it's uh it's 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 fun to be a part of it, and uh, I I think it's in great hands, and I think the excitement uh, that surrounds talent throughout this league is, is special and, and as good as it's been as good as good as it's been. Thank you, Kevin. Let's go to Justin Terranova with the New York Post, followed by Gary Washburn with the Boston Globe. Uh, for both guys, um you know, as your credentials were, were mentioned before the call, I mean what has kept this job intriguing for you through the years you've done it? And is it something you ever imagined doing for as long as you both have been doing? Well, this is Mark. And um, what keeps me around is, is, is working with, you know, family, you know, they're not just friends, they're family. And uh, I think the world of, of this crew, this group, and, um, you know, sitting alongside and breaking down the game with Jeff, a guy who is as as smart about the game of basketball as anybody I've ever been around, and uh, an incredible coach, an incredible mind. I continue to learn from him. I continue to listen and and enjoy you know being alongside of this group of 
individuals and it's just it's just a tremendous blessing for me it's something that as a kid i dreamt of you know playing in the nba i dreamt of coaching in the nba and i dreamt of you know calling games all at the same time and to to have fulfilled that 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 goal is uh is is absolutely unbelievable and something that i i hope to continue to do and this is jeff and i echo what mark just said um we go way back and uh, we've been together on multiple teams in different cities. And to be able to do it, you know, I, we neither one went to school uh, for this. Um, so it's sort of uh, accidental in some ways. And uh, to, to be able to do it with great friends is, uh, it makes it uh, really special. And uh, I think we both, uh, feel exceptionally fortunate that we get to work uh, under Tim Corrigan, who as a producer uh, gives us uh, the leeway to uh, talk about what we think is important. And uh, uh, we really appreciate that. And so uh, I was also thinking about the ratings again, and Mark and I will take credit for any uptick uh, like great NBA (laughs) players. And we're taking absolutely no blame. We're going to blame Bream for any downtick. So <laughs> that's just the way it goes. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Justin. This is the ESPN NBA Finals media conference call with Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Let's go over to Gary Washburn with the Boston Globe, followed by Mark Berman with the New York Post. Hi, guys. Two questions. One, um, do you guys see the Warriors, if they if Durant obviously heads elsewhere uh, next year, being able to continue this run? Or do you kind of, are you starting to see kind of the, the last days of this dominance? And then secondly, uh, can you guys explain what happened in that Toronto-Milwaukee series? The, the Bucks looked so impressive the first two games, and suddenly – the Raptors just took control and dominated the next four. Well, this is Jeff. Um, you know, I think I have no idea what's going to happen with the Warriors. And uh, I think one of the, one of the things that intrigues people uh, is all the, what do you call it? Storylines or whatever they call it. And that intrigues me not at all. And, uh, I don't know Kevin Durant. I have no idea what his priorities are, uh, going forward in free agency. Uh, but I do know he's a hell of a basketball player. So no matter where he plays, the team that he plays for is going to be very fortunate and they're going to win and win big. And the Warriors, um, will continue on being an outstanding team as long as they remain, you know, healthy because of Curry and Thompson and green. Uh, if they stay whole, uh, they're going to be a terrific team as well. Uh, just no matter what Durant does. So, uh, and then the Milwaukee series, it just shows you again, why you don't jump to conclusions off of one game or two games. It's really hard to win a playoff game and a playoff series. Things can change and change quickly. It happened. Toronto uh, did a terrific job 
uh, and then Milwaukee had their chances uh, in Toronto in game six, but give Toronto credit coming back and finding a way. And this is Mark. Um, I totally agree with Jeff and what he said about the Warriors. Uh, I'll echo the fact that Kevin Durant is a game changer. That's if he stays with the Warriors and if he goes to another team. Another team will automatically have a legit chance of being relevant and winning. And the Warriors uh, will, will, will look to reload and find a way to fill in that gap. But it's interesting things as far as KD's a free agent, Clay Thompson's a free agent, Draymond Green will be. Uh, but this is a team that is not going anywhere. The interesting thing is, are we talking about a very good team or a championship team? But I don't put anything past those guys and their heart, determination, and dedication to accomplish their goals. And uh, I think the second – I forgot the second question, so forgive me. Oh, Toronto. The, the, the thing that was interesting to me is I thought the Toronto Raptors did a great job of not panicking down 2-0 and give credit to their supporting cast who stepped in and made big plays, quality minutes, and got better at home, got their groove back, got their bounce back, and was a difference maker the entire series. Thank you. Terrific. Thank you, Gary. Let's go to Mark Berman with the New York Post, followed by Chuck Barney with the Bay Area News Group. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I understand you have no idea what KD may do. But I'm just wondering what your thoughts were, Jeff and, and Mark, you know, if he should consider the Knicks, you know, as a free agent, or would you recommend, you know, he stays where he is, where, you know, the championships could keep coming. And also, uh, second question, uh, I mean, do you feel that Golden State right now is playing a little looser or just looking like they're having more fun since the injury? Well, this is well, Mark. This is Jeff. And, uh, oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead. No, no, go. Oh, I was just uh, saying uh, as far as – you're still giving assists. I like it. Um, uh, as far as Durant, like, again, I don't know what his priorities are, so I can't even begin to give advice. Um, he should do what's in his heart and uh, whatever brings him the most amount of happiness. But and as far as how they're playing, I know there's a lot of talk there. Um, I would say that they you can't be better than they've been with Durant. He's been with them for two years, and they've won two championships, and he's been the Finals MVP twice. So you can't do better than that. It, as far as that record that they have without him, you also can't like explain that away as some fluke it just shows you how great they are um that they can be missing this top 10 player of all time and still be able to dig a hole for themselves in three straight playoff games and come back and uh find their way out of a hole and that curry and thompson and green uh can play spectacular basketball so I'm amazed at everything they've done with and without Durant. It's uh, it's incredible. And this is Mark. Uh, I'll echo what Coach said also. I want Kevin Durant to do what's best for him and whatever he believes uh, the best situation for him is. I uh, wish him nothing but the best. Um, as far as the Warriors are concerned, 
They're a great basketball team. And I will say this, they are not a better basketball team without Kevin Durant. To me, that is utter nonsense. And you don't have to take my word for it. The players in uniform on the Golden State Warriors have stated it. It's a no-brainer. If you ask me, I can face them with or without Kevin Durant. I don't want them on the team. I'd rather face them without them. They're still a great team. They're still a championship-caliber team, but they're not a better basketball team. But just like Coach said, it just uh, puts a stamp on how great um, and how committed those other guys are collectively and how how much heart and desire they have and and how extremely well-coached they are. Perfect. Thank you. Let's go to Chuck Barney with the Bay Area News Group, followed by Steph Bondi with the New York Daily News. Okay. I just wanted to ask a real kind of a playful question about the uh, the telecast format, and um, I also want to get your predictions, if, if you don't mind doing that. But uh, I wanted to know what you guys say or, or or what your reaction is when you read or hear things about, you know, Van Gundy and, and Jackson should just stick to the game. Stop talking about the Houston Texans. Stop talking about Hawaii Five-0, whatever. <laughs> I was just – just wondering what what you say to that. Well, this is Mark, and uh, <laughs> I think that was one question, right? Just making sure I didn't forget it. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and a prediction. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't I, I don't have a prediction. Unfortunately, okay. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be a very intense and uh, intriguing series, and I think it's going to be a long series. Uh, so hopefully that gives you enough ammo. Okay. As far as I don't, I don't read what 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 they say. You know, I, I, I'm living an absolute dream, calling games with this crew. And um, what you see on the broadcast is absolutely what you would see if you went to dinner with us. And <laughs> what separates us, I believe, is our ability to call the game, to see the action, and then also to have fun with it. And part of the reason why we've been able to hang around this long is because of that different look. And uh, what, what we don't want to do is be anybody else in the booth. And I think we've, we've uh, reached that goal and we want to continue to do it, but I don't want to be fake and phony. What you see is what you get from mm-hmm. us. Like I said, if you go to dinner with us and grab a bite, so we're going to continue to, to uh, cover all the bases. All right. Yeah. Um, as far as the prediction, I'm never right. So, it's just embarrassing, you know. So uh, I'm just going to stay away from that. But, uh, you know, I, I understand uh, everybody's got different beliefs on uh, the sanctity of a broadcast, um, and everybody does it a little bit different. I think uh, even with on our team, some people, you know, everybody d- does mm-hmm. it different, right? So, um mm-hmm. You know, I just, I try to, we try, Mark and I try to do the best we can. And uh, whatever, you know, criticism comes our way, uh, you know, you just got to take it because uh, everybody's got different beliefs on what should be or should not be included in a broadcast. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chuck. Let's go to Steph Bondi with the New York Daily News, followed by Rob Torno with the Philadelphia Inquirer. Steph. Hey, uh, this is a question for both you guys. Um, 
he kind of addressed it a little bit before, but you know, I guess regarding KD, like if you look at the Showtime Lakers in the '80s, as great as they were, I can't imagine them winning a championship without Magic, or you know, as great as those Celtics were, I can't imagine them winning one without Larry. And same with the Heat and LeBron when, when they had the big three. So with that being said, um, if the Warriors continue to uh, be successful without KD, let's say they win the championship, does that, in your eyes, diminish? his standing and his legacy among the all-time greats? Or is that just a testament to how great the Warriors are? Well, oh, yeah, this is Jared. Yeah, first of all, uh, I'm surprised you're allowed on this conference call. I didn't know you were allowed <laughs> on conference call. Um, but, uh, um, uh, listen, I think we're in a time and place where we're just absolutely dying to pick people apart and to negate their greatness. And I've been so fortunate in my time in the NBA that to have coached great players like Mark, uh, like Ewing, like hall of fame caliber players. Um, so I think I'm well qualified when it comes to, you know, I've seen great players coached them daily competed against them and now watched them in this role. And we're in, we're just in this time where we're trying to pick apart greatness. Durant's great. I'm, I don't know if he's, he's going to play in this series, if they're going to win or lose, but there is no doubt to me that he's great. Do they play a little different with a little bit more movement when he's not there? Yes. That's there gives them their best chance to win when he's not there has Durant consistently won in two different spots. Yes, he has. And like I said, somehow thinking that like, you know, he wasn't part of the group that lost to the Cavs. He was the one that beat him twice. So I'm not really sure like why we're trying to, as a, basketball community trying to nitpick him and just set a saying, Hey, the guy is a great, great player. Great. All time. Great. Mm-hmm. And, and this is Mark. I uh, totally agree. The guy is an all time, great, all time, great, absolutely all time, great basketball player. And uh, there's no nitpicking. Um, they can win it. They might win it. They might lose. It doesn't matter. It, it does not matter to his greatness. I will make this as exhibit a, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in the discussion for the best who have ever done it. Nobody talks about when Magic Johnson went into Philadelphia and played as a starting center and won a championship. That didn't diminish Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And anybody would be a fool to say that the Lakers were better without Kareem. They just accomplished the goal of winning a championship as as the captain was injured. But uh, it, it does not take away from Durant's greatness, and it's foolish to think otherwise. Well, I'll respond to that saying that Kareem won a title basically by himself, though, in Milwaukee. So would he, would it help KD then or the, in terms of legacy if he went to a place like New York and was successful? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't win it by himself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. He was the guy, though. And no, no, no. No, no. Hey, but that's the point. That's the point. He was that great. Like, he was – I think he won it his rookie year. He's MVP his rookie year. But he won it with Oscar – Right, he won it with great forward play. Like, you know, I mean, 
I, I know what you're saying, but like again, when you have to actually game plan against Kevin Durant, you know, as, as Mark has done, like it's not like you're sitting there saying, yeah, like he's not that good. I mean, like you're saying that this guy is an all timer, like all timer, and Mark is as good a guy to coach defense in this league uh, as there's been. And like, he'll tell you, like, it's not, this is not something you take away one thing and problem solved. This guy is an all time. Great. That's why everybody wants him. Golden state, every other team out there who has cap space, he can name his place. He can walk in. Anybody who's got money will take him and let the tampering begin. (laughs) Alright, <laughs> Thank you for that. Let's go to Rob Torno with the Philadelphia Inquirer, followed by Rick Bonnell with the Charlotte Observer. Uh, hi, how's it going, guys? This question is for Jeff. Um, recently, you went back and did a bit of coaching with the men's national basketball team uh, qualifiers for the FIBA World Cup. And I was just wondering if that rekindled any interest in getting back to coaching in the NBA or any other level or you know, if ESPN and calling basketball games is sort of where you want to be for the remainder of your career. Well, I appreciate you mentioning the qualifying team because uh, it was one of the honors uh, of my professional life to be able to uh, coach those uh, very deserving, you know, G League players uh, to help, you know, the great NBA players that will eventually be picked to play in China uh, this summer and fall, um, a tremendous, uh, group of men. Uh, I think it was over 60 guys that helped us over the last two years. Uh, it didn't rekindle anything. I, I never lost, uh, the desire to coach. Um, uh, I've always, uh, enjoyed coaching, uh, but I do have a great job and, uh, uh I willingly acknowledge, uh, first of all, that ESPN gave me some time off uh, to go pursue this uh, because uh, I had to miss some games and some assignments, and they were terrific in that. And uh, I just want to thank Jerry Colangelo, Greg Popovich, and Sean Ford uh, for allowing me to do it because it was truly a a special, special time uh, in my coaching experience. And this is Mark. Uh, Mark? I got to follow yeah. up that. I got to I got to follow that up because he's going to be nice. But um, <laughs> in my opinion, without a doubt, there's not another coach, dead or alive, that could have co- accomplished what Jeff Van Gundy accomplished for USA Basketball. Pulling that off was an absolute masterpiece in coaching. The guy is a genius as far as basketball is concerned, and as a partner and as a friend, I couldn't have been prouder of the job he's done. And did, uh, and and it, it amazes me that people say, you know, when you're looking for a head coach and you're trying to hire guys, forget about me. You give me the opportunity to hire anybody in the land right now, I'm hiring Jeff Van Gundy because he's proven. And he went back and did it when people said maybe the game has passed him by, in a in the toughest platform possible. And you can ask Coach Popovich this: the toughest platform possible. He put together 60 plus guys that went and accomplished a goal where we as a country now have a chance to win a gold medal because of the job he's done. He's a, he's a heck of a coach and an even better guy. 
Well, I hope he's uh, hope he's buying you dinner after this. <laughs> no, no, that, first of all, the dude owes me two dinners because I bet him in the last two series. Like I'm killing him right now, but uh, I appreciate though those are. You know, when a, when an ex-player tells you that, like a guy you've coached says something like that, I have to say, like, that means, uh, you know, I, I think, what did I say? Uh, somebody gave me the say, statement, don't accept uh, criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. I take advice right. from Mark, and I've always been better off for it. Cool. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Let's continue. Rick Funnel with the Charlotte Observer, followed by Jim Williams with the San Francisco Examiner. Rick. Hey, Jeff. Um, with the Raptors advancing, there are now only six franchises in the league that have never gotten to a finals. And only three of those, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Hornets, have never even gotten to a conference final. I know you were around the Hornets for a while when Cliff was here. I just wondered if you had any thoughts for what has kept them from reaching the heights that teams that have played in the league far less have? Well, that's a good question, Rick. Um, what, when both Mark and I, um, you know, he came in the league a, little, a couple years before me, but when we were in there, uh, when Charlotte came in, it was one of the great uh, draws in – the NBA and as they progress from a uh, expansion team until a really good young team, they drafted exceptionally well. They got these high picks and they nailed them. Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning. Um, they did an unbelievable job. And then they had the team um, that we competed against in New York when they had D and uh, Glenn Rice and Mason um, Bogues, Del Curry, and they were right there. I mean, they were a mid-50 win team, and they were terrific. Uh, and then, for whatever reason, uh, the talent dissipated, um, and they morphed into a team that didn't have much, uh, you know, didn't do a lot of winning, and the support uh, dried up. Maybe ownership had something to do with that, some issues with ownership. Uh, but I think the biggest thing in the recent times is they absolutely nailed the Kemba Walker draft pick, uh, but they're going to have to draft better. And then they're going to have to, you know, get in position to be able to draft, uh, a guy like Giannis or, you know, somebody in the Eastern conference that develops into an all time great. And, and then stay patient with their coach. Uh, you know, don't do what everybody else in the NBA does when it's not going exactly right. Think you're going to make, you're going to change a coach and change your fortunes. It doesn't happen. Um, and then, you know, let the management, let the general manager right now, it's Mitch Kupchak, let him develop a team, pick the players uh, in conjunction with James Borrego uh, put together a roster that makes sense and then let James and Mitch run the show and everybody else stay out of the way. That's terrific, Jeff. Thank you. 
appreciate it, Rick. You're listening to the ESPN NBA Finals Media Conference Call. A reminder, there will be a transcript and replay uh, available a couple of hours after the conclusion of the call. Uh, we uh, have a few more uh, questions uh, to go through. Let's go to Jim Williams with the San Francisco Examiner, followed by Charles Hallman with the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder. Jim. Thanks, Ben. Um, Mark and, and Jeff, I know, first of all, congratulations. You guys do an outstanding job. And I like the Thank you. The banter having to do with television. I don't care what everybody else says. Um, <laughs> with regard, win or lose, okay, this is it for the uh, Oracle Arena. Mark, I know you were there as a coach. Jeff, you've obviously been there as a coach and a broadcaster. Any final thoughts about that building? Anything that comes to mind, good or bad for that matter? Because at the end of this, um, at the end of this, it's going to be 47 years and over because next year they're playing across the bay in, in the new building. Well, this is Mark, and uh, I will say uh, that that arena has been as good to the league as, as any. When you think about the history, when you think about the fan base, when you think about the greatness as far as teams, as far as individual players. Um, and this is a, this is an incredible time to go out, um, obviously moving, but uh, having a chance to win another championship. Uh, you cannot tell the story of professional basketball without including Oracle. And uh, those fans have been incredibly loyal, from from the beginning to the end, and their loyalty has paid off with what this team has been able to put on the floor consistently for years now. And um, as a former coach, as a former you know player coming into that building, as an analyst, um, it's as good as it gets. So to those people in that organization and that fan base, we all say a big thank you. This is Jeff, and reiterating much of what Mark said as a coach, as a broadcaster, but also as a, uh, as a, a boy growing up and occasionally getting to go to a Warrior game uh, growing up in Martinez, um, the rough streets of Martinez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was for Jack. Um, okay. I, uh, I, I really um, always appreciated, you know, you know, Bill King listening to him and, and, um, you know, the Jeff Mullins and uh, the Hopper, um, Charles Dudley, and all of those guys before it became fashionable uh, to be seen at Oracle like it is now, they had a great fan base. Um, and I think um, every, every franchise that wins, like a dynasty like uh, the Warriors have right now, you're going to draw and have uh, terrific support, but the real fan bases are the ones when you're going through some mediocrity that they are still there and they're loud and they are uh, vociferous and they had all of that even through a lot of a long run of mediocrity. I remember coming in there as a Rockets coach and Baron Davis made a three late against us to win a game and it exploded like it it was like on the drive for a championship and they were a very, you know, average, you know, maybe below average team at that time. And I've always like enjoyed that, uh, 
that there's been a lot of great history there. Um, you know, run TMC, Don Nelson, uh, Manute Bull shooting threes. Uh, but there's been some bad times. But through it all, the fan base in the East Bay has been terrific. And I'm going to be interested to see uh, if the passion carries over to San Francisco. Uh, because uh, sometimes when you change arenas, like uh, I would say in Indiana, when they went from Market Square uh, to the new arena, wasn't quite the same. Uh, Chicago Stadium to the United Center, not quite the same. So um, it'll be interesting. Thanks a lot, guys. And, hey, Jeff, real quick, any downtick in the ratings I'm, I'm going to have to take up for Breen and say it's the Canadians' fault. Well, listen, one thing that you learn in the NBA, you, already, you always have to have someone ready to blame because that's how the NBA works. So that's whoever right, you're blaming, right. just have your, your list ready. That's right. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Charles Hallman with the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder. Uh, and we'll go back to Joe Reedy at Associated Press. Charles. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Um, I, it seems like most of the questions have been leaning towards Golden State, so I'm going to ask a question about Toronto. Uh, can you speak on the fact that how much, of, how much of the foundation of them being there this year was built on the contributions that former coach Wayne Casey did. And then, Jeff, if you wanted to speak on how much of the foundation that the Golden State has was built on the contributions that Mark Jackson did when he was there. I'll start that one then. The one other thing, I, I've always been impressed with Steve Kerr as a player, broadcaster, uh, but most importantly is humility. And one of the things that uh, stands out to me about Steve uh, through all of this is his constant, constant uh, recognition of all that Mark did uh, to set the table there and establish a new uh, culture as far as winning, defensive-minded, and giving these uh, great players in Curry and Thompson – not only the green light, but the confidence uh, to achieve what they have achieved. And so, to me, uh, I've always admired Steve uh, because he's been uh, so quick to share the credit uh, uh, with Mark. And as far as Dwayne, um, it was one of the most brutal firings I've ever seen in the NBA. I've seen a lot of bad ones, but... Uh, to see Dwayne after all he put into that program and uh, withstood some lean years and to uh, continue to coach them up and deal with some disappointments and having to deal with James, that the moment James leaves to go to the Western Conference and the conference championship sort of opens up, that he's let go. Uh, that is a difficult, difficult decision. Now, it turned out that it worked out for them. Uh, you've got to give Masai credit uh, for uh, the trade for Leonard and uh, the hiring of Nick Nurse, but that doesn't diminish uh, how badly I feel for both Dwayne Casey and DeMar DeRozan, um, that they 
put so much into uh, that program and then weren't able to see it all the way through. I have such great respect for Dwayne as a coach and as a man, um, and, and the same with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I think they've handled themselves incredibly well uh, through it all. I agree with Coach. Sir. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Joe Reedy with the Associated Press, uh, and we'll finish up with David Halberstam with Sports Broadcast Journal. Joe. Yeah, thanks for uh, doing this, Mark and Jeff. Uh, Mark, just wondering with the with now your your record as an analyst, what it means to be in in surpassed company of guys like uh, Bill Russell and Steve Snapper Jones, and for Jeff, just appearing with you and Mark, why does it work so well? Is it kind of the former player coach dynamic or? two former coaches, just wondering your perspective on it. Well, this is Mark, and it's, it, like I said, I, it's unbelievable to me. It's an incredible dream. It's a true blessing. Um, when you think about growing up, and I don't just look at basketball, um, but to talk about different sports, whether it's Bill Russell or Steve Snapper-Jones or George Foreman or Joe Morgan, or, you know, you go on and on and on. Uh, great guys that have had the opportunity to call games and being our live being in our living room as we're watching you know historic moments i don't take it for granted so to me it's it's truly a blessing to work with friends and to work with people that i enjoy being around and jeff said it earlier tim corrigan to me is the absolute best in the business and he gives us the space and uh he's, he's allowed us to grow and develop and he's he's been a he's been a, a difference maker and a game changer for us so it's something that I truly enjoy, and uh, I, I don't take for granted, and I look forward to, to continuing to do. And I forgot what my question was. Could you repeat it, please? Yeah, just with you and Mark and kind of the dynamic and banner, is it kind of the player-coach relationship just taken on a – that people can view on television, or just between you two, what, what's your perspective on why it works so well? Well, I think there are, like I said before, I've coached incredible athletes, uh, Hall of Famers, near Hall of Famers, and some guys that are just, uh, you know, were good players in the NBA. But not everybody that you coach along the way develop a deep uh, friendship with. And in that way, I was so fortunate from the dime I came in to the Knicks that Mark Jackson, uh, Patrick Ewing, and Charles Oakley, uh, they took me in. I learned a heck of a lot more from them than I uh, gave knowledge to them uh, early on because I, I was coming from college. And so I think because Mark took me under his wing uh, early on, uh, taught me a lot about the NBA uh, and this friendship developed and this deep friendship developed that uh, we can be honest with each other. We can disagree uh, without being disagreeable. And uh, Mike uh, Breen does such a great job. Uh, of, he's one of, he's a great, great point guard. He sets us up. Um, 
you know, throws us lobs that, you know, we can just, you know, dunk in. And, and Mark just mentioned again, Tim Corrigan, incredible at what he does. So we're g- given, uh, you know, some latitude. Sometimes uh, I have to be snapped back into uh, place. But uh, other than that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're real fortunate that uh, we can talk honestly and not, uh, you know, not feel inhibited that we may be hurting each other's feelings. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Joe. And uh, over to David Halberstam with Sports Broadcast Journal. David. Thank you. Hey, Mark, long time no speak. I called Mark's games when I did St. John's basketball many years ago. And hi, Jeff. (laughs) I've got a couple of questions. It's a, it's really a two-parter for both of you. Um, who, as a color man, did you listen to growing up who might be influencing your style? For instance, depth of strategy uh, versus stats or talking in measured intervals, which both of you do. And the second part of the question involves Mike Breen, who will be doing his 14th NBA championship more than any other network television announcer ever, and he has not yet been recognized with the Kurt Gowdy Award uh, at the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. So if you can comment on both those subjects, both of you, I'd appreciate it. Well, this is Mark, and um, uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, all sports, and uh, first of all, great to hear from you. It's been a long time also. My apologies. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of all sports. And I listened. I watched. I listened as a, as a fan. I watched as a, as a wannabe coach. And I, I watched as a wannabe player. So I, I would listen to the games in a weird way as a kid. And that's in every sport. I'd watch the athlete. I'd watch the trainer or the coach. And I'd listen to the announcer. And at each time I learned especially as an announcer that because you asked that question what to do and what not to do who's great who do i think is just okay who do i think is bad what can i put into my game uh that would make me better prepare me down the road so really everybody has played a role and on top of that you can even go to you know radio guys that you know radio djs in in new york city uh you know, or a guy like Steve Harvey, it doesn't matter. I, I learned from each and every one of those categories how they talk, how they prepare, what they do that's good, what they do that's not good, and it's been uh, a learning process for me, and I continue to, to do that. Um, coach will tell you just as, as if you're a coach watching games, you take and, and choose different things from each coach and you learn from them. Um, the other thing I will say as far as Mike is concerned it is an absolute crime that Mike Breen is not in the Hall of Fame. When you look at his body of work, Jeff and I agree that, you know, with, with Ernie Johnson, they're the two best point guards in TV. The ability to set guys up, play the role, be a star at times, and then at other times pass the ball off and allow us to be the Steve Kerr or the John Baxson or the Craig Hodges um, or the Byron Scotts, whoever it may be. But the guy is incredible at what he does and he makes life so much easier for us. Yeah, I, I want to, again, echo what Mark said about Mike. You know, he's a, uh incredible talent who's been diligent at this craft for a long, long time. And 
it's not because he's on the finals that he should be recognized with that honor of the Kurt Gowdy Award. It's because of his greatness over a long period of time. Uh, Mark and I saw that early when he was with just with the Knicks, and then he was at NBC. Uh, he's been able to make a number of different partners uh, look good. Uh, he loves NBA basketball. He loves broadcasting, uh, and he loves uh, to help others achieve their goals as well. And uh, I don't really understand uh, how a lot about the Hall of Fame works. Uh, not really sure. Uh, less sure about what it takes uh, to get a Kurt Gowdy Award. But if Mike Breen, with all of the, all that he's done, hasn't earned his way into that role and that award, I'm not sure um, what more he could possibly have done. And as far as growing up, like I said before, grew up a Warrior fan uh, and listened a, a lot on the radio. Bill King, Yo-Yo Dribble. Uh, I, I just loved the... Uh, not that I've incorporated him because I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just talking, but <laughs> I, I, I loved, I loved how he, like, I listened to him going to sleep every, you know, every night they played. Um, that was back in the days of the radio on, you know, and you're trying to keep it low. So mom doesn't hear. And, um, uh, so, you know, I was a Raider fan. I was a warrior fan and I was an A fan. So, it was like uh, it, I was born in the right time with the A's being uh, the greatest baseball team ever, 72, 73, what? 74. What? Hold ever. on, I can't let you ever. get away with that. I won three in a row. I'm the same, ever. <laughs> ever. I'm from New York. We have a team called the Yankees. You might have heard of them. <laughs> and they've been great. Cool. All right. Guys. Thank you, guys. Dave, I really appreciate you hanging on. And Jeff and Mark, thank you so much for your time. Uh, like I said, a transcript and replay will be uh, made available soon. Enjoy the NBA Finals, everyone. Thank you.